God's Word says all Scripture is God-breathed, and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Whatever season of life you're in, the Bible has answers. Come along with me as we discuss life, faith, marriage, parenting, and more, all in light of Scripture. Thanks for listening to the Streams of Water podcast. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Streams of Water. My name is Shauna. I'm your host, and thanks for uh, joining me today. We are a couple episodes in on a series called Words Matter, and last week we talked about gossip. Um, Week before, we just gave a little overview of that God spoke creation into existence with words. And so, and he continued to use words and continues to through the Bible for us, for his people. And so words um, have significant importance. And I uh, love words myself. Um, Sometimes I rely a little bit too much on how much I just feel like I need, quote unquote, words of affirmation. Um, But uh, I think about words a lot. And so I am excited for today's episode and also not because it kind of feels like a tricky one to navigate. Um, But today we're talking about swearing. And as Christ followers, is it okay to swear? Either conversationally, just casually, or when I, is it just okay when I stub my toe? Um, and like the gossip episode, um, swearing is also an issue of mine. <laughs> so I'm just hitting all of these subjects that I need, you know, to have self-reflection on. And then hopefully somebody else could use what I find in the Bible that could, can address this. So, um, I, a little bit of background on my swearing life. Um, I used to swear more like in conversation, just casually, like, you know, it was part of my vocabulary. Um, back in high school and college, I worked in a restaurant and, um, I was hearing that language all the time and I'm responsible for my own actions. So I'm not blaming the restaurant, the restaurant for this, but I definitely got in this habit of just like swearing to swear. And, um, I started probably my third year in college. I started to, um, work with like preschool age students. Um, I was studying to be, early childhood, um, education. That, that was where, what I was going for. And I obviously knew, Hey, I can't just say these words when I'm working with preschool students. And then it had me think about, well, then why am I saying them at all? Right. If I know that it's wrong in this one situation, it's has to be wrong across the board, right? Our lives as believers are holistic. So, um, so I step into this episode today, um, carefully, graciously, hopefully, um, I'm not here today to talk about exactly the, 
a, a legalistic view of swearing. Um, this is what I have run into and what I think scripture is talking about. And also, um, Elisa Childers has a great, um, like video, um, conversation about this and some of my, my thoughts from today. I, uh, when I was listening to her episode, um, on this, I was like, Oh yeah, I totally agree with that. And so I'm not here today to lay down the hammer on this. Um, I think this is an area that the Holy spirit, um, can move in your own heart. And this is my opinion, but anyway, I just don't want it to be like the legalism is not what's behind this. Let's talk about what is behind this. So I think the position behind swearing is actually a heart posture issue. Um, Jesus talks all the time about our hearts, um, in the gospels. So when he lived life on earth and did ministry, he talked about the heart all the time. And so when we see repetition in the Bible, it means it's important, right? Pay attention. And so I think that if we can be looking at where our hearts are um, in different issues, that's going to maybe help us figure out answers to questions um, versus being like, totally black and white, if that makes sense. So I wanted to kind of offer a couple of ideas I have about swearing and what the Bible has to say about, about this um, issue. And so um, I was thinking about, okay, so I mentioned how I used to swear, right? Now it is on the occasion when I stub my toe, I I'm working on a project at home. If it's just like, I don't know, I don't really hang shelves, but like something like that and something's not working. I get frustrated and, and a word comes out of my mouth. So I was thinking about, is this okay? Is it okay in that situation? And guess what? I have come to terms with that. I do not think it is okay to, um, to cuss. And even in those situations and, why I have come to this conclusion, and I've been working on it these last couple of weeks, I've really had to um, think about it a lot more because words just slip out of my mouth and I don't like that. And so we're going to get into um, what we can do about it in a second. But so when I'm in these situations where it's just in the moment and I'm frustrated and it just comes out, what my real issue is, is with self-control. Um, and I, in this moment, you know, something doesn't go right. Or I, I bump my, I have this like infected hangnail right now. Oh my goodness. It's been hurting me so much. So I bump my thumb. Right. And I don't have any control over the situation. And so what is there left to do? Well, I just, I swear. Right. So what if instead I took this moment and I shut my mouth and I asked the Holy Spirit to calm my heart um, and let go of that need to control the situation. I think it's an issue of control because things go wrong. And for me, um, and my husband can attest to this, it's the little things that just 
I absolutely lose my mind and I lose my patience and bigger things will happen. And yes, I'll get overwhelmed by larger things, but it's these little situations that I'm like, why is this little thing bothering me? And it's just, I think it's because I can't control this small thing that's happening and it just really frustrates me. So I know you're probably thinking that it's really hard to stop this cuss word coming out of your mouth in a frustrating moment, especially if it's a habit. For me, it's a little bit of a habit that it's just something I haven't controlled my tongue and it's just become easier and easier and easier to let a word slip out. Um, So that's why we need to continually make it a habit to stop swearing. This is where it might sound a little bit more legalistic and I don't mean it by that, but but the way we make um, a habit is by continually pursuing, you know, what our end goal is. And it's not going to look perfect and it's going to take time, especially if it's a heart issue like control. I'm going to have to lay that down before the Lord every day and just say, okay, God, there are going to be moments today when something goes wrong and I step on a little kid block. We don't really have Legos yet, but, um, and I can choose in that moment what to say, um, or what not to say. And so I think it actually goes into this habit of, um, walking with the spirit, right. Um, before the moment happens, deciding that today when something wrong happens, because wrong things happen every day, um, I'm going to choose to not say a swear word. And if I do, then there's grace. Yes. But continually pursuing that relationship with the spirit to walk with him and to make a conscious effort to not do the thing I don't want to do. Because these last couple of weeks, when I've been thinking about doing this episode, I've been more aware of my tongue and very much more aware that I have a three-year-old that says everything I say. And even my one-year-olds are starting to copy sounds and words that I say. And it goes beyond just a moment of frustration, but what am I modeling for my children in my house? Right? So it's important to not say that cuss word, but I think the importance behind it is where's my heart? Am I surrendering this frustrating moment to the Holy Spirit that may seem like not a big deal. But if we are pursuing Christ in every aspect of our lives, then that includes the moments that I step on a block, I hit my thumb, I drop a glass plate or whatever, you know, like those moments matter because they um, are character shaping for us. And when the big stuff hits the fan, um, then how I was in the smaller moments are going to reflect how I am in the bigger moments. So um, another thing that I think when we, when we swear casually, so I don't do that that much anymore, but there are moments that I still do. And I think that's even worse than, I mean, it's all not great, but I think that's even worse than just in the moment where you stub your toe or something because you're, there's no, like, 
you, you have the full thought process, you know, like there's no excuse at all for it. And I think that I do it to look funny, um, cool or relevant. Um, and you know, at church the other day, someone in some conversation I was having, someone referenced Matthew 12 verses 33 through 37. Let me read them for you. You can push me, put me on pause and, and get out your Bible if you'd like, but let me just read um, these verses for you and let's talk about them. So Matthew 12 verses 33 through 37, I'm reading from the ESV and this is Jesus speaking. He says, either make the tree good and it's fruit good or make the tree bad and it's fruit bad for the tree is known by its fruit, right? Pause. Now it's my words. Um, You look at an apple tree. It's called an apple tree because it produces apples, right? It doesn't sometimes produce another fruit. Like it's known for the fruit that it produces. Okay. Let's go back. Verse 34. You brood of vipers. I love when Jesus is just like, Um, how can you speak good when you are evil for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. There's that heart posture, right? Verse 35, the good person out of his good treasure brings forth good and the evil person out of his evil treasure brings forth evil. This is this next verse is what was referenced. Verse 36, I tell you on the day of judgment, people will give an account give account for every careless word they speak. For by your words, you will be justified and by your words, you will be condemned. I heard that verse and I've heard that verse before, but it's not one we talk about a lot, right? Because we are so, as humans and sinners, we are so quick to just run our mouth. And I know some of us are more susceptible to it than others. And some of us have worked harder at not running our mouths off, right? I would say I am somewhere more towards, I am working through not running my mouth off at home to my husband, right? Um, I think I did the gossip episode. It's probably pushing a week and a half now that I did it ago, week and a half ago. And I have caught myself several times just wanting to say something about someone else. And, and praise the Lord, a lot of the times I'm choosing not to, but some of the times I still am. And it's just this deep-rooted issue in my own life, I don't know about you, that I have to like continually work on and continually like I need to get over myself and just, you know, stop speaking badly about people, but I think it's also in in swearing like I'm going to have to give an account for every careless word that I said. That's a big deal. And God's going to have to sit there for a long time for me to like work through all of these things and, and praise the Lord, all glory to God that in that moment, when I'm having to give this account, it doesn't discredit my salvation. That's what's really beautiful is if I belong to Christ and he's my savior and my Lord, it's not an excuse to continue to sin. Paul talks about that. But because of Jesus taking my place and taking on my sin and defeating death, rising, raising from the dead, my sin is it's taken care of. But I'm still going to have to talk about why I said what I said. And I, I just, I don't know about you, but being accountable 
to the Lord for that, it's a big deal. And it should hit us now. Not the thought of, oh, shoot, someday I'm going to have to do that before the Lord. But how does that impact how I'm living now? Am I stopping my mouth from just going off? Am I watching what I say and what words I choose? Because I have a holy fear of God now. That's how I want to live. Not scared of, oh, someday I'm going to have to stand before the Lord. But how am I representing my Lord to others now? It's a big deal. So, okay, this last little part I wanted to talk about, and then we're going to get into um, a chunk of scripture in Ephesians. So I think the question too that I've thought about, and maybe other people have asked this is like, okay, what's the big deal? Like, it's just words, you know? Okay. Yeah. Society culture decides that certain words are cuss words. So what's, what's the big deal? Isn't it just words? So I think if we look at it as a whole with swearing, gossiping, slandering people, also encouraging people, we can look at it on that side. I think in the general topic of words that it's a big deal because when we are choosing to have a dirty mouth and this can go to like inappropriate jokes, um, you know, just language that is not pointed to Christ. Um, we are wasting our time when we speak this way. Okay. So this goes for every negative way you can use your mouth. Um, I also think it, it's if you are quiet and never talk about Christ, like, right? Like we are wasting our time when we use our mouth and our words negatively because we're taking time away from sharing Christ with others, from telling them about the abundant life he offers by speaking a word of encouragement to someone. And this doesn't mean that we bounce around and we're just like flowery singing Disney princesses all the time. I'm not saying that like it's important to be, um, to have depth and also share issues, you know, with other believers and all of that. I'm not saying it's this like flowery thing, but when we are, have a negative use of our words, we're wasting time of how we could use our words. And so that's why I think that it is a big deal when we cuss, cause it's just not, it's, it's a waste. It's a waste of our words. So, okay. I wanted to look at Ephesians uh, chapter four. So grab your Bibles, chapter four, um, verses 17 to 32. And now um, the verse I'm going to highlight, um, that's going to be our memory verse this week is Ephesians four verse 29. And this is a verse that I believe Alisa talked about when she has her had her um, video on Christians and cussing. Uh, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure this is the one she used. So Ephesians 4.29 says, Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up, as fits the occasion that I may give grace to those who hear. So that's a verse that I wanted to highlight, but... Um, I want to I want to give us the wider picture of the scripture that is surrounding it. Um, but something that that is cool is 
the phrase corrupt or the word corrupting in verse 29, I looked it up and it's sopros in, in Greek, but it means rotten, useless, corrupt, depraved. Those are like usages of the word. And all oh, that word useless, I thought, man, like if you kind of replace that, let no useless talk come out of your mouth. So again, it could be towards gossiping, swearing, um, just deceit, um, lies like this. It's so like this verse goes so broad and it's just really, it's a really great verse. So, okay. So let's check out, um, the rest of those verses. So starting up in verse 17 of Ephesians four. Now this I say and testify in the Lord. This is so Paul is the author of this book that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to their hardness of heart. They've become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality greedy to practice every kind of impurity, but that is not the way you learned Christ uses an exclamation point. I love that. Assuming that you have heard about him and were taught in him as the truth is in Jesus to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Okay, let me pause for a second. This is not to slam non-believers at all. This is saying, without Christ, this is who I am. If I do not belong to Jesus, I will become callous. I will give myself up to sensuality, to practice every kind of impurity. I'm in the darkness. This is me, and this is you. I think there's um, a tendency to go to, I, I'm saved. I'm a believer. I'm better. I know I struggle with this. I know this is me, right? And compared to, oh, somebody who's not saved, like they're just not as good as me. That is absolute garbage. Not okay for us to function that way or think that way or speak that way. Um And so this is not a slam against those who don't follow Jesus. This is, this is a slam against humanity, if you will, like without Christ, I am absolutely lost and I am subject to all kinds of evil belonging to Christ. I'm found. I have purpose. I know the right things to do. I don't always choose to do those things. Um, but Okay, let's let's continue to read on. So I just wanted to to make that clarity. And also, um, I am created in the likeness of God, the image of God. That goes back to Genesis 1. And that is an awesome thing that I need to remember when I use my words. I'm bearing God's image. And so I better be careful with what I say, right? Okay, so verse 25. Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth. There's a good way we can use our words with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor, doing honest work with his own hands so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. 
And here's verse 29. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you are sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. So I think um, words are both a foundation of where to start, and they're also a reflection of what is going on in our hearts. Like they can be both, right? God um, began the world with words. Okay, we are not God, but we are made in His likeness, and so I think that we can also um, start well with our words. But I think even more so, um, I don't think I'd scrap what I just said, but I'm thinking the more and more I think about it, the importance of our words actually come from what's already going on in our hearts. And here Paul talks about a lot of different things of how to live among each other. And he does talk about words, um, but he also talks about the relationship with the Holy Spirit. He talks about letting go of bitterness and wrath and anger, um, not giving the devil an opportunity to, you know, mess with your life or giving him a foothold. And I just think that having the basis of our relationship with, with God and walking in the Holy Spirit, we are then going to the overflow of the mouth, right? What Ma- Matthew was talking about, um, the overflow of the heart. I'm sorry, I'm not saying it right, but basically what's in our heart, what we say reflects what's in our heart. And so last thing I'll say tonight is the habit of walking in the Holy Spirit is what is going to help us get rid of this habit of um, a dirty mouth or a gossiping mouth. The more you're conscious conscious of the Holy Spirit, um, the more you're going to want to look like Him and really look like Him. Um, and I, I just think we're going to be able to speak truth and not you not have the useless words come out of our mouth come out of our mouth um, those corrupt that corrupting talk words that waste time right whether it be any kind of words we use negatively that comes out of our mouth so it's not a legalistic thing of the black and white but it's wanting to look more like Jesus and wanting to have the heart posture that chooses my words carefully and thoughtfully and how am I representing God when I speak? How are others seeing God? How are my children? What are they hearing me say? And it's just a heart posture thing, I think. And so I say this all gently and to myself a hundred percent. Um, but I want to think more about where, where's my heart at when I stub my toe. <laughs> so um, thank you so much for listening today and um, we'll catch you guys next week.